Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. And today's guest, well, she is just an absolute goddess. So I am very excited to dive into our conversation today. I am so excited to bring this transformational coach onto the podcast. What she specializes in as well, guys, is helping people create the freedom in life by breaking the chains of their stories and dissolving those patterns that are holding them back so that they can actually co-create and truly transform. So in saying so, I am super pumped to introduce my friend to you all today, Natalie Spaith. Welcome to the podcast, Nat. Mm, Thank you, Mama. That was such a beautiful intro. I appreciate it. (laughs) I appreciate having you on here today. So why don't you kick this off and give a bit more of an intro into yourself and share a bit about your story with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, as Emily displayed, am a transformation coach. How I kind of delved into this space was because I have been a gym owner for about six and a half years going on seven. And I have gone through many different transformations throughout my life, but I knew that, you know, I started off as in fitness, health and fitness, but to me that just felt so surface level that I feel like, especially in the fitness industry today, you know, you go onto social media, Instagram or Facebook, and you're like, Hey, I want to lose weight or I want to gain muscle or I want to do this or that. And you find yourself a fitness coach and then they hand you a diet plan and a workout and you're like, okay, great. But then you never end up really doing it. You might do it for a week. You might do it for a month, but then you fall off the planet and then it just never happens. So for me, I got really curious about my own journey and about my own self. And so January of 2020, a little backstory before that, I was basically overweight my entire life. And I... I probably have spent upwards of five to $10,000 on all the different trainers and all the different programs and all the different diets. And I never knew why nothing quote unquote worked. I even went to the lengths of buying a gym because I was always told if you surround yourself with, you know, you are the five people you surround yourself with the most. So maybe if I buy the gym and it becomes my job and my career, there's no way I can't lose weight. Well, joke's on me. (laughs) Still overweight four years after owning the gym, sitting in the bathroom. It was about nine months after I had my son and I was upwards of about 190 pounds-ish, whatever. And I was sitting on my bathroom floor, just sobbing. Another day went by, another pound on the scale. And I didn't know what was quote wrong with me. And so that day I remember throwing my hands up and I'm like, all right, God, universe, whoever's out there, what the hell is going on? I could tell you exactly how much protein and water and this and that you need to put in your body. But for some reason, I could not consistently stick to something. 
And so I chose that day. I'm just going to do this my way. And I'm going to learn how to trust myself. And I started by going out for a walk. I live in Wisconsin in the United States. So it was about negative eight degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what that is Celsius, but it was cold. It was really cold. And I'm like, if I can walk for 20 minutes when it's this cold, there's going to be no excuse the moment spring and summer and fall hit. And every single week, I would just add one little piece of something more. The next week, I would add water. The following week, maybe I'd add spinach on my egg McMuffin. Like it was just these tiny little changes that accumulated over time. And it wasn't anything like this massive, oh, tell me what you did type deal. It was more about, it was all about the way I was thinking. And I had to learn how to, you know, figure out where is my thought process coming from? Why do I think that way? Why do I feel resistance when I go into the fridge and I know I should eat something healthy, but instead I choose something unhealthy? Where is that coming from and why? And so that's what started me on the journey of being able to not only dissolve the weight and lose upwards of a hundred pounds, but to be able to actually transform multiple areas of my life, including my marriage, my business, my relationships with people that I surround myself with. But most importantly, and the most important one is the relationship with myself. And through that, I've just kind of dove in super heavily into, you know, personal development, but even more on a deeper level, because I've always been that person that wants to ask, why are we the way that we are? And I will tell you, (laughs) Emily, I will ask that question until the day I die, because the moment you stop learning to me is the moment you might as well just put me underground. So, yeah. I love that. I feel like everyone sort of experiences that sort of struggle with achieving transformations in a way where we really want to see these physical changes, but we're not able to. And oftentimes it's not a matter of you're doing your workouts wrong or something like that, but it's more in your head and your mindset just isn't aligned with, you know, what it is you're trying to work towards achieving. So what I'm interested in hearing about is there was clearly a shift that happened for you and it was a shift that happened in your mindset. So what was that initial shift that came that allowed you to then start to take those steps forward to actually start to see a transformation for yourself? Yeah, the biggest, I mean, I guess shift wise or kind of how it happened, so to speak, it was more of like, I'm finally done. Okay. So you have to picture like bathroom floor, sobbing, baby sleeping in the nursery next door, like wondering what is going on. Why is it that I cannot do this? Like, God, please help me. What is happening? And that moment I was able to allow myself to express myself at my truest core. So it was snot and tears and anger and screaming and frustration. And it was moving all of that energy throughout my body. And then I just told myself, God, I'm going to trust that I am not meant to have this body. And I'm going to trust myself that when it comes time to making the choice or taking the action that I am actually going to do what my body knows it needs to do or wants to do or needs to put in it, whether it's the fuel that I eat or the movement that I'm feeling for the day. And it was never anything like set in stone. It was just finally allowing myself that release of so many years of baggage that I carried for so long, which is what started 
ultimately the journey. And when people ask me today, like, what did you do to lose all that weight? And how do you have all this muscle? And how are you staying so fit? And blah, 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 blah. My old self would say, I don't know, like I just started, whatever. But now doing the research and learning and growing and knowing what I know today, it goes back to the fact that we are human beings and that we are energy. And when we can learn how to embrace all of the inner self, you can call it inner child, you can call it, you know, your ego, you can call it many different things. When we're able to actually realize that we are not our ego, we are not our inner child, but there is another person within there. We are our soul, we are our spirit. And you're able to surrender to when things might not go as planned or things might not go the way you want them to, then you're able to start to dissolve your patterning. And what your patterning is, is going to be basically the layers of the onion, the constructs of society, your parents, schools, all of it. And you can peel it layer by layer back. And as you're peeling out those layers and allowing yourself to express at your truest core, the weight starts to shift. So, yeah, what I love in that is that like that whole story you just shared so clearly paints how you clearly surrendered like that old version of yourself in that moment when you were sitting on the bathroom floor crying, like looking for answers in that moment, you said like, goodbye, the old me, I am like committed to now stepping into this new version of myself. And that's really like a shift that needs to happen if you are wanting to make massive changes, because you can't expect to keep on waking up as the same self that you were yesterday, but to see new results. So in that moment, you really said goodbye to that old self those old ways as well. And that was the first day that you really started stepping forward into that new self who was going to be able to achieve that transformation you really wanted to see. Well, in itself, that was a transformation then and there, I would say, which is so beautiful. But you mentioned the word construct. So why don't you explain for our listeners what this actually means in case they've never really heard of the term before? Yeah. So a construct and to paint a wide picture, is anything and everything in our reality. But for like simple matters, you know, you could hear a construct of like the phrase of strong men don't cry. That is what I would consider a construct or a label from society. And so what happens is like when you start to look at your belief systems where like your thought process lies of what I think about different areas of my life. And you start to look at, is that my belief or is that belief coming from something I was told or something that I saw? And then that construct created around me, keeping me from doing or not doing something that I want in my life to do. And for me, it was, you know, like, oh, you're big boned or, oh, your genetics, you know, you have obesity in your family or, oh, you know, those, all of those were constructs labeled onto me that I carried my entire life. Like, oh, I'm just meant to have this body. This is just the body I'm meant to have. And when you think that way, what you think 
and what you feel ultimately becomes your reality. So of course, no wonder I couldn't lose weight. I was constantly telling myself I'm big boned. I deserve this. It's almost like you victimize yourself in that setting. And then you're no longer able to actually like make that change, even though you might be doing the diet, you might be doing the workouts, but if you're constantly thinking and telling yourself and feeling within yourself that this is what it's meant to be, then of course you're never going to make that change because your thoughts ultimately create your reality. Yes. Right. So it's very much like a strong belief that ends up driving and influencing like all the actions that you're taking, right? Because as you said before, like if you're constantly telling yourself, you know, being overweight is just something that's genetic for me. It's just a part of my family. This is just how it is for me. Then that in itself is going to influence the actions that you take and your ability to break free of that construct that you are, that label that you are placing on yourself. So that was such an awesome explanation. Thank you very much for that. So what I'm curious to know then is, Obviously, constructs do have an influence on our lives and you can have a positive influence or it could have a negative influence because you can have both positive and negative constructs just like anything. But when you are going or wanting to go through a full, you know, mindset, physical, like a full self-embodiment transformation, what impact do constructs have on that if you are too focused on the negative labels? Oh, massive. I mean, it's going to keep you stuck. The constructs and the labels that you hold within your own thought process, your own self, are going to ultimately be one of the biggest roadblocks in your life that you're going to have to start to dissolve to be able to achieve or reach whatever that new reality that you want to achieve. And so to be able to, like, you know, for simple thoughts is like, okay, I go into the refrigerator And I told myself that I'm going to eat healthy today and now it's noon and I have a choice to make. And I look at what I have and let's say I went healthy grocery shopping, but whatever, I'm from Wisconsin. So we eat a lot of cheese and that's a dairy state, but I'm going in the refrigerator and I've got a block of cheese or I've got some like almonds or something. And in my head, a construct is I'm from Wisconsin and we eat a lot of cheese. That instant could be, oh God, cheese sounds good. Look, there's a cow on it. Look, I'm from Wisconsin. So, well, everybody in my state eats cheese and like dairy is the way of life up here. So that's just what I get to eat. So then all of the sudden, even if I don't have that thought, that patterning is still happening around me. It's still happening in my subconscious, even though I'm unaware of it. And then all of a sudden I grab the block of cheese. Once I become aware of like, oh, I'm from the state of Wisconsin and we're the dairy state. We eat a lot of cheese and dairy. Oh, that's interesting. Like that's a construct that I put on myself or that has been put onto me because that's what I have learned. And so I have to unlearn that part of me because that no longer is going to be serving the new reality that I want to live in. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, how would you go about changing these constructs? So, I mean, first and foremost, even identifying what constructs you're carrying, because, you know, if they are on such a subconscious level, we may not even be aware of the beliefs that are currently driving us. So how would you go about identifying them and changing them? Yes, absolutely. So biggest question always to me is like to be curious, okay? So the first step in creating change in any area of your life is awareness. 
is all of a sudden telling yourself, okay, today I'm just going to be aware of the way that I think about things. And of course, some you're going to win and some you're going to lose. And that's okay. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to be aware. And now I'm all of a sudden going to be aware the rest of my life. No, that would be amazing if it happened that way. Awareness is the same as like a bicep muscle. You need to be practicing it. Okay. You need to be working it all the time. So when you can start to create awareness, all of a sudden you're going to realize that there's two people inside of your head. You have your ego and you have your true self and they fight all the time. And in today's world, we live in our ego, which is basically living in our unconscious state. So when you want to say like, okay, I want to work on like, how do I know what my constructs are? It's just all of a sudden becoming aware of your thought process. The biggest thing I always tell everybody is you never get your first thought, but you always can have your second as long as you remember to stay aware. And so like that's waking up in the morning. If you set your alarm clock and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm going to move my body today in a way that feels good to me and 6 a.m. rolls around. And in my case, 4 a.m. rolls around, but 6 a.m. rolls around and my alarm clock goes off and all of a sudden it's like that ego starts to flood and it's like, oh, it's too cold or, oh, I don't feel good or, oh, I just don't feel like it. Asking yourself and stopping right in the moment of being like, oh, okay, hello. There are those thoughts. That's interesting. Like, okay, it's cold outside. Where was I told in my life that I should stay in bed because it's cold outside? Oh, maybe I was told that it's more cozy to stay in bed in the winter rather than getting up, putting my gym clothes on for me getting in my car and going to the gym or even going outside and moving my body. Okay. So then asking yourself, I wonder where that, or just creating the awareness of like, I wonder where that comes from. Because when you can start to question yourself, your truer, your higher version is going to have an answer. But the biggest thing about that is how do we know what that answer is? And that's when we learn how to drop into our bodies. And that's when we start to reconnect our mind and our body. Mm, I really love that question that you said about where does that come from? Just asking yourself that and sitting with that because like simply by asking that question, you can identify, okay, is this something that I have told myself because I want to believe this thing? Or is this something that someone else has told me or I've heard someone else say and then taken it as, you know, the truth or the reality of things? So I really love that question. And I urge anyone who is listening to this, who is wanting to really start to build awareness, to just sit with that, journal on that, really start to think about some of the beliefs that you are carrying right now and asking yourself, well, where does that belief come from? Is that what I choose to believe? Or is that what I've grown up being told to believe or shown to believe and all of that? And I love how you said that awareness is a muscle because it really is. And it's a muscle that you have to continuously exercise because the more that you grow and expand, the more self-awareness you do need to be developing as well. It's not like you become aware once and then all of a sudden, like you said, it's there for the rest of your life. So the more you continue to grow, the more focus you do really need to be putting onto that. So what I'd love to know then, because obviously, you know, you do a lot of work around constructs and reshaping your own through becoming aware of the constructs you were carrying and being able to shift them in themselves. What's the transformation you've been able to create in your own life? Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) A lot, I guess. I've been able to achieve a body that surpassed anything that I set out for goals. I mean, I, I think if I looked at a number that I would have told myself when I started this journey, I'm probably well doubled in that digit. 
And my relationship, my marriage, 110%, biggest thing there, my relationships with other people, and then my business and understanding my own worth and understanding that I actually can take back my power from the constructed society that I was raised in. And when I choose to do that, then I'm able to start to dissolve any fear-based things that come up because ultimately what are constructs, they're basically just layers or labels that are put onto us to kind of keep us in more of a fear state for not being able to go out and achieve the things that we want to achieve. I absolutely love that. And you literally tapped into something that I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about like, you know, what is the power that you're able to gain back from that? And you did mention that yourself. Are you ready to shift your mindset, vision, habits, and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022? If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you. Okay, I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. So I introduced you as a goddess for a reason because, you know, you just have (laughs) such a strong feminine power around you. So why don't we like tap into that a little bit? Because I'd love to, first of all, learn more about what feminine power means and how we can really utilize that to transform our lives and businesses. Mm, I love this question. And we can go into so many different categories with this because it's just such a wide thing. And kind of what I look at feminine power is kind of exactly what it sounds like feminine power. And what that means is that we kind of have lost through history, his story. You guys always want to make sure you're listening to words, but we've lost through history what it truly means to embrace our feminine power. And if you look back, you know, even going towards, you know, when women were executed for being considered witches, We had upwards of anywhere from 300,000 to 3 million women killed because we're emotional beings and we carry a more strong emotional presence. And that in itself can be scary because what is emotion? It's just energy and motion. And women have a higher sense of that. And when you can learn to cultivate and control your own not anybody else's, but your own emotions. And not necessarily when I say control, I mean, allow your emotions to live in their truest form. So if you're sad, you cry. But what happens is we're taught that good girls aren't supposed to cry or, oh, no, no, honey, don't make a fuss about that because X, Y, Z. And where that comes from ultimately is because as a child and side note, I have a two and a half year old. So I'm literally experiencing this as we speak. 
But as a child, we're always told like, hey, you know, good girls are supposed to do this or good girls don't do that. And so now all of a sudden we've come up with those labels where if we peel that back and we actually allow ourselves to express instead of, you know, in those moments when you feel like there's a massive ball in your throat because you're so angry or you're so sad and you want to cry, but you're choking it down. That choking of it down is creating a block inside of your body. And what happens is that gets hardwired into your subconscious. And so maybe somebody said something to you along the lines of like, you know, called you out or said something mean to you and they were wearing like a blue shirt. And now let's say your boyfriend goes and buys a new blue shirt and he puts it on and you're triggered and you're like, what the hell? And you don't like it. And you're like, take that damn shirt off. And your boyfriend's like, well, why? Like, it's just a new shirt. What's wrong with the shirt? And you don't even know inside of you what's wrong with the shirt. But when you start to create the awareness, you realize, oh, wow. That's because Jimbo Slice told me when I was 17 that I was, you know, X, Y, Z, and he was wearing a blue shirt. And when you can go back in there and remember the way that you felt and allow yourself to express out that feeling, go back and relive it allow your body to move through those emotions, that is when you start to reclaim that power back. Because now what you're doing is you're dissolving that block. Now it does take a little bit more in-depth work sometimes and some, you know, some different things to help guide somebody on a journey like that. But it doesn't mean that you can't start doing that today just by listening to us speak about it. And our feminine power is ultimately, you know, you look back at the witches, why were people so afraid of them? They put constructs on women because they thought that a woman being sexual or a woman walking by a man and let's say the man gets turned on, oh, she's a witch. How can she do that? That's not okay. But instead of his story showing us that it was literally just women being in their emotions, we now are like, oh no, it was the cauldrons and it was the broomsticks and they were casting spells and all of these men with voodoo dolls. Now, who's, is that possible that that could have been happening? Sure. But now instead of like, you know, for that reason, we're now going to categorize women as a whole. You know what I mean? So of course, yes, we got a couple bad apples in every group of people. I get it. But because of that, because people fear what they don't understand. So many women got killed. So now we live in 2022 and we know that we're emotional creatures. And when we start to tap into the awareness of our female, our feminine emotions, and we allow them to exist, all of a sudden, interestingly enough, we start to see what we as society consider quote unquote coincidences. And when you start to notice what I don't like the word coincidences, because I don't believe in coincidences, I like to call them synchronicities. When you start to notice synchronicities, even after allowing yourself an emotional release, you start to see that a lot of things that happen in your life are full circle connected. And then when you start to understand the science side and the spiritual side and understand they go hand in hand. Now you're starting to realize, okay, okay, I'm going to reclaim that back. I see you. But the first step is making sure that when you start to feel fear in any area of your life, you ask yourself, where am I not loving myself? And that is going to be the first step of reclaiming that feminine power. 
Because then you can go back inwards and start to show that spot of you. Like maybe it is that 15 year old girl that was, you know, bullied in high school. And then all of a sudden you're allowing yourself to be angry for that. Allow yourself healthfully, you know, screaming in a pillow, going out in the forest, you know, whatever it is, beat the ground, do some crazy ecstatic dance to let that anger move through your body. All of a sudden you feel release and you're like, Ooh, okay. And then when you go out into the real, you know, back into the reality of this world, you start to realize, oh, okay, now I'm not getting as angry about that topic I used to get so angry about. And then it lessens and it lessens and it lessens. But unfortunately, we still are living in a societal kind of constructed culture where if I were to go onto social media and say, Ooh, I'm feeling the magic and I'm about to cultivate something cool. And I just manifested this. People are going to come out of the woodwork and attack you and think you're crazy and call you woo woo. But then when you look at the science portion of it, and this is just a fun fact I learned a lightning bolt has 4 trillion volts of electricity. And I would, I mean, M, do you agree that a lightning bolt seems pretty powerful? I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> just your hair. Just your hair. If you take one human cell, you go into the atom, and you measure it, it has 1.4 volts of energy. Well, we have 2 trillion cells in our body. Do the math. You're looking at about 7 trillion volts of energy that a human body has. And you're about to tell me I can't make some magic work? I am double as powerful as a lightning bolt that can pretty much blow up a building depending upon how big it is. But yet we are never taught this. We're always taught that surface level. And so the more that we start to learn and ask questions, I mean, it's all about just getting curious and asking. And that's something that I had to remember within myself while being on this new transformational journey of, holy smokes, I actually had a construct of asking too many questions when I was a child. So I stopped. Well, baby, I'm back. <laughs> I ain't stopping that no more. So I love that question. <laughs> I love that answer. Like there's just so much that you went into there, but it was all just so juicy and amazing. So there's a couple of things that I sort of want to like branch off of with this. First and foremost, when you're talking about like, you know, in history, his story, <laughs> never noticed that before, by the way. So love that about like, you know, how obviously witches used to be killed. Like so many women would just be accused of being a witch because of whatever ridiculous reason they would come up with. There's actually a fact that females, our intuition is naturally so much stronger than males because of the specific muscle within our mind. It's actually like twice or like three times the size of a male's. And this is the muscle. This is the source of your intuition. And so I just thought that that was so interesting and connected so well with what you were talking about, how, you know, women for just being that extra bit connected to their emotions and more in tune with like energy and all of that would get accused of being, which is when really it was just something that is scientifically engraved within us, right? Like we can't help that our intuition is that much stronger than males and that they have to be more intentional about building theirs themselves. But clearly that was something that, you know, wasn't even discovered back then, but right. it really connects back to like, you know, I mean, you would know, I would know being women in business, like there's sort of this 
preconceived idea that we need to be like men, we need to act like men, we need to run businesses like men, show up like men if we want to be successful because for so long when men were the leaders within the business space, you know, they got successful through utilizing their masculine energy. However, now like as there's more female leaders rising within this business space, we're starting to see that you can utilize your feminine energy as a way to achieve success and in fact achieve greater success than maybe what could be achieved within that masculine space. So I'd love to know like how do you go about embracing your feminine power to really you know strive towards that success that you are achieving in life, in business, in relationships, in family, in all of it. How do you tap into and really embrace that feminine power that you have within you? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, first off, I have to learn where is my feminine wounded? To be able to cultivate the full feminine power, you first have to go back and understand where was it lost? You know what I mean? And because how I like what I've come to learn is that if you take the feminine and the masculine, so women obviously have more feminine, but still have some masculine in them. And men have more masculine, but still have some feminine in them. So I like to look at myself as this like nice flowy river, which is my feminine. And then I have these little banks that kind of hold my river in. And I consider those banks my masculine. Okay. So if my river is too out of control and too crazy, I'm too in my feminine and the banks dissipate. Well, then I lose my river. And all of a sudden here we are. And it's like, ah, what's life? If all of a sudden my banks are too crazy and they're too put together and too structured, then all of a sudden my feminine river just dissipates. You know what I mean? Like it just dries up. So there's this balance of when a woman is wounded or in pain. So when the feminine is in pain, it manipulates. When the masculine is in pain, it dominates. So when, if you start to notice yourself trying to manipulate scenarios to work in your favor, there is something inside that's wounded. And then what happens is we still have that masculine inside of us. So we're manipulating and under the radar trying to dominate, i.e. control. If you ever have control issues, you start to control because we are not in our alignment. And so to be in alignment and to be able to step into that femininity, we first have to figure out where are we not. Because we're never going to be in our true feminine power if we're still living with all of the blockages and constructs and all of the things of the labels and the layers. So for me now that I've been able to dissolve and work through and ask and get curious about myself, I've been able to really step into my knowingness where I am in this world and my knowingness that, okay, if I actually have 7 trillion volts of energy running through my veins and I'm a woman, which means that I actually have more intuition, then I know that I need to go back to my body because my body has all of the answers because it's all of that stuck blocked energy within that will keep me imbalanced. So now I have to ask internally, where am I feeling this? If I have something going on, if I get triggered, if I get upset or angry, where am I feeling this within my body? Oh, I'm feeling it in my chest. I'm feeling a little anxiety. My heart's beating my this or that. I wonder when was the last time I had this feeling? And I start to ask myself those questions to dissolve, to start to dig into that. So now I love, which is crazy, but I love, I shouldn't call it crazy. I'm going to call it magical 
putting on things that make me feel like a woman and to just make me feel like in my power and in my everything. So baby, give me the crop tops, give me the flowy, you know, goddess vibe dresses, give me all the jewelry, give me the crystals, give me whatever is going to make me feel bold and what resonates to me. And this is going to be different for every woman. Just because I wear all of this doesn't mean that might not fit you. But all of a sudden I come on here and I see your necklace and I'm like, hey girl, where'd you get that? I need me one of those. (laughs) But it's that thing where it's like you start to become in alignment and then you start to not second guess yourself. And then when you stop second guessing yourself, I know we've all done it, ladies, where we've gone and rechanged our outfit like five freaking times in the closet. It's like you say, oh my gosh, this outfit would look really great. You put that damn thing on and you rock it and you throw on a little music and you're doing a little dance in your bathroom because you're moving that fun energy around. And what happens is when you start to do it, when you're on a higher frequency, you start to cultivate more of that same energy and higher frequency. And then you get in your car and shit just starts working for you. Like all of a sudden somebody buys you a coffee and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe a friend that you haven't heard of from a while, you thought about them and boom, there's a text that shows up. It's kind of funny how the synchronicities play out when you actually start to take your power back. But the first step is awareness. And the second step is to ask yourself, where am I not loving myself and how can I dissolve that? Because the truest, truest form of being able to be at your highest frequency and in your true feminine power is to love yourself mind, body, and spirit, not just the mind, not just the body, because when one is out of balance, you're not in alignment. Yes, completely. Like I preach that left, right, and center, because that was something that I really came to learn through going through like the whole imbalance of everything through, you know, losing myself from being too much in my masculine because I was too heavily focused on that, you know, intensity of business, letting go of like the mindset, the spiritual connection and that focus and energy and self-care that you should be putting into your body. And so really for me, like I talk about it a lot on the podcast, the past sort of like three, four months was just a massive journey of building myself back into alignment within my mind, my body and my soul. And so from that point, once you're able to figure out where you've fallen off, where it is you're hurting and you individually start working on it, it's not like you're going to get everything in balance all at once. Like the first thing I had to focus on was actually healing my soul, not even doing the mindset work, just coming back and healing my soul, like focusing on the meditations, listening to what I really was in need of at the time. And then once I had that energy regained there, then I could focus on my mindset. And then the third step was for me was really then focusing on my body because through doing the spiritual work and through doing the mindset work, I finally had the energy again to start taking those steps forward. So it's not about balancing them all at once. It's about doing it one step at a time and building up to that place of being in alignment and then being able to take massive action forward from there. So I love that you really brought that one into discussion there, Nat. Yeah. And again, just kind of piggybacking off what you said, there's no right or wrong way. There's no way, quote unquote, specifically to do any of this. You know, it's waking up in the morning and asking yourself like, hey, what do I want to work on today? What feels good to me to work on today? Is it getting in tuned with my body in a meditation session and allowing myself to feel, you know, feel my toes, feel my legs, feel my belly, feel my chest, feel my throat, feel my head. 
And then another day it could be, hey, today I'm going to work on my mind. I'm going to start to ask myself or my ego or my higher self different questions. I'm going to play. I'm going to journal. I'm going to start to kind of unwind maybe some patternings that are coming up for me. And then another day it might be like, hey, I just want to move and dance and just flow throughout the day with myself. And it's really coming home and finding who you actually are inside. Not necessarily what you want to be, but coming back home to who you are. And that's where the power fully lies. I love this whole conversation that we've had today. I think like I've spoken so much about some of these topics with different guests before, but like the direction of just really honing in on that feminine power and how to unlock it is something that really hasn't been focused on specifically in the podcast. So I love that that's the direction we were able to go in today. And we do unfortunately have to start wrapping up this episode. I know we could talk on for hours and hours and hours. So maybe there'll be a part two coming one day soon. But before we do wrap up, there's one final question I'd love to ask you. And I actually ask this to all of my guests, given it is the Empower Them podcast. So what is the final piece of empowering advice you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Hmm, a piece of empowering advice. It's a really great question. I would say no matter what, at the end of the day, you are always good and worthy enough. And when you can start to honor you before anything else, you will be able to cultivate the change that you want to see. I love it. What a beautiful note to end this podcast on. So Nat, if anyone who's been listening today wants to continue connecting with you, continue learning from you and following your journey, where's the best place for them to find you? Yes. My Instagram is at I am Natalie Spaeth. And then I do have a Facebook group where I do go live completely free called the Warrior Co. That's the warrior space C-O dot. (laughs) So you can either join my group or find me on Instagram. I love it. And I'll put both the links to your Instagram and your Facebook group into the episode description so that people can find you without needing to worry about spelling or anything like that. But Nat, thank you so much for your time today. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I knew it was going to be an amazing one. So I was like energized and excited for it before you even got on the call. So thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me today. Mm, Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Em. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with dot m dot podcast if you want more from the podcast make sure you jump on over to the empower community on facebook i have popped the link in the show notes of this episode so i can't wait for you to join me there but that's all for me for now fam it's time i love you and leave you so until we hang again remember you can break through any limiting mindset any limiting belief and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered